3: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just
3: about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and
0: groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>
2: Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 11 Readathon is over, but class is in session here at Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap. After a brief winter holiday, it's me, Chappelle, and I'm back to start recapping the second half of Season 2 of Abbott Elementary, and with me, my co-host, who would never try to force her agenda onto impressionable listeners, it's Gia Worthy. Gia, what's up? Hello, producer, Mr. Chappelle. It is
0: (laughs) so great to be back here. Um, I, have you told the listeners we have officially switched over to the Coleman podcasting network, or are we saving that for a different day?
2: It was going to be a surprise, but everybody had to see it coming. Right. Like that's where we belong.
0: Right. We, we know our brand. We know what we stand for and we're here for the mess. You know, like sometimes post-show recaps just, we love it, but they can't reel us in the same way, you know?
2: Yeah, catch us right after the the latest episode of what is it? Um, uh, big deck energy or small deck energy? Was <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll be we'll be on right after that.
0: <laughs> we are making up coverage for the AS- ASMR episodes that they made. Uh, Ava take down so.
2: Mm. I yeah. love a good ASMR. G- I'm sorry, I don't know if y'all ever knew this about me, but that that is my shit. I love it. I I I remember when it got popular, and I was like, "What is this weird stuff?" And then I was like, "This is crazy. Why do y'all keep send me more videos? Let me just okay, What's well, it? turn it up." <laughs> so,
0: so do you use it to fall asleep, or is it like just a relaxing thing? Or
2: you you know that feeling like when you put a Q-tip in your ear? Yeah, like, yeah, where it's like it should be annoying, but also it's kind of soothing. Like yeah. it's kind, it kind of feels good that's how i think of asmr so i don't listen to it often but if yeah. i if i come across like a video or something and somebody's what i'm always literally yeah. always going to click the but, video.
0: but you don't use it for like a specific reason you just use it to like you listen to them for just when the when it strikes your fancy
2: yes exactly yeah. Some dopamine if i need some dopamine you know i'll listen to ava coleman whisper <laughs> into, into this commercial break i had to save that clip i was like i might need this later on
0: that was very i listen to ava coleman asmr honestly
2: mm-hmm. i follow her off I, the cliff you know at this point
0: <laughs> i mean also true there's not much i wouldn't do for ava and that's how ava probably wants it
2: listen and we can't blame her for that uh gia um we had a winter break you know we took a little time off have you we have did. you been okay like what's been going on anything new <sighs>
0: Oh, I've been great. As I told you before, I won an argument at work today, which I'm going to be riding that high all throughout the weekend. It's gonna be incredible. Um, you know, the people were trying to tell me how to do my job, and I was correct, shocking. I know, I know it doesn't happen often, but when it does, I'm telling everyone about it. <laughs> and and I had a lovely break. I feel like it was the perfect amount of time for between like, spending time with family, which I have a big family, and then me time, which I need a lot of me time. Everyone that knows me knows that I enjoy my my me time as well.
2: Yeah. What about I you, feel- Chappelle? Oh, I didn't get any me time. I was just uh, <laughs> on the go. I I was doing what Chappelle does best, which is moving and, and, and shaking and going around and being everywhere. And I just really wish I had took a nap. Like, I just wish I had God to rest because – School is back in. I mean, it's back in for us. We're both educators, but it's also back here in for uh, Abbott Elementary, our favorite school or our favorite cast of people. And we have a lot to catch up on because, I mean, last time we saw them, it got kind of hot right before. Like, it was the winter, but that was a steamy episode. I, I got some feedback. People, because I was saying, listen, y'all, they were just dancing. It was harmless. But I think Jess Sterling on Twitter said, it's sexy dancing, Chappelle. That's not normal dancing. Yeah. We got a little peek of kind of like the aftermath of that episode. But are you shocked that we didn't get more information about the aftermath of Janine and Gregory?
0: If it was any of the other characters on the show, I would say yes. Because I can't imagine the likes of Melissa or Jacob or Ava just like letting things go. But... And Barbara is a married Christian woman, so she would Mm -hmm. never be at a club. She's only at Bible clubs. So, you know, we we could never expect her to be in such an establishment. But Gregory and Janine at their core are awkward as hell. And of course, (laughs) that would just continue on to the next phase of the semester at this point. Like, I don't know what else I expected from it, but I kind of love that the way it was brought up at the very end of this episode instead
2: yeah we had a uh like a lot of like I guess there was like some tension at the beginning and then by the end we kind of got the messy payoff that I was waiting for so I was very excited for that um but yeah I I really like I took my break I really digested like the moment that we saw where it was like the will they won't the Maurice of it all and then you know we're back. And I was like, okay, are we going to get more? And then they start breadcrumbing us all over again, you know? Yep. They, this is what Abbott does best. And so I was happy to be back talking about the episode. Overall, what, what did you feel about the episode before we get into the ins and outs of it?
0: I thought it was a good re-introduction uh, to the season two, like everything that we had been discussing previously. I'm excited to get more. I feel like this was this was like an appetizer. I feel like... The episodes we're going to get later on are going to be the main event. And so this felt like a nice, safe episode, if there could be one. And I love that we got a lot of focus on Melissa, who I feel like we didn't, other than the drama we didn't really get a ton of episodes that were specifically focusing on Melissa.
2: Right. And we love Melissa. Yeah. She's so great. She's great in this episode. And so I'm, I'm very happy that we got to spend some time with her as well. Um, before we get started, of course, I want to thank all the listeners for hanging out with us, you know, coming back after the break. Because I know sometimes it's hard to keep up with all your podcast listeners. Uh, but, you know, if you if you're listening to us still, thank you. Welcome back. And we, we're covering one episode today. We're just doing the premiere of well, the mid season premiere, I guess, of Abbott. And then we're going back to our two episodes a week. Uh, were releases. You know, so every other week we're gonna release two episodes in the podcast, um, so that we can cover all twenty two episodes of this without having to cover all twenty two episodes of this one at a time. Uh, and I think the last episode we'll do like finale to wrap everything up. So yeah, thank you again. And remember, if you have not already subscribed to Abbott Elementary, a post show recap. What are you waiting for? Go do that. Subscribe on post show recaps, but definitely go subscribe on Abbott Elementary, uh, a post show recap so that we know who our Abbott listeners are. Um, because that definitely helps the podcast. Give us some five star reviews, leave some nice comments. If you leave a rude comment, we're gonna, we gonna talk about you, we're gonna talk noise. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, no, no rude comments. It's all good vibes here. Five star reviews only, it's all we accept here, you know. So, yeah, do that for us. Tune in, keep giving us reviews, keep giving us positive feedback so we can keep the podcast coming, Gia. We got to take a break real quick. But before we go, uh, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners to? Because we got a lot to talk about in this episode.
0: Yes, I do. Um, I am an expert on what makes a person hot. And I can confirm that if you give us five stars and leave a glowing review about how funny and attractive and witty we are, then, like, you are a hot person. So do you want to be hot? Of course you do. So give us five stars.
2: Hey, well said. Well said. yeah, and, and thank you in advance for the five stars. We'll be right back after this break to talk about Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 11.
3: With the Lucky Lands slot you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
2: We get our cold opening as usual. The episode starts with the most awkward cold opening. I mean, many of them are awkward, but this one is like this one is kind Mm -hmm. of tense because again, um, we're reminded of what happened in the mid season finale. You know, we kind of got Gregory and Janine tiptoeing around each other. There's a lot of tension there because of can can we call it (laughs) Grindgate? Can we rebrand it Grindgate? It is. We're we're gonna reclaim it. Yeah. We're gonna claim, we're reclaiming Grindgate for those who are uh, who are not familiar. Uh, but yeah, there was some you know uh, Disney Channel esque grinding that went on, and I think things are just not the same at Abbott anymore now that there's this like tension. Um, Ava ends up reminding us that you know they might have had some sexy dance time at the club before the holiday break, and you know. It really wasn't all of that, Gia. So, you know, what? in the moment, it was scandalous to us because, I mean, they give us crumbs when it comes to this relationship. But overall, Gia, did you think the aftermath would be this awkward?
0: No, because, well, I mean, yes, I did think it would be this awkward. But I do agree with Ava, shocking, I know, that this was (laughs) Disney Channel level grinding at best. This is not, you know... This is not the end all be, all be all with these two. And also, like, you're at your job now. So, who does it help if you're just going to be awkward all the time? No, like, nobody. So, just deal with it and go on. Gregory decided to go see Amber. Janine's been, uh, you know, had a nice chat with Maurice, and she t- was the one that told him to go. So, like, that happened. It's a new year now. We're in 2023. So, Push all that awkwardness aside as much as you can. I know it's very hard for these two. And then, you know, just just enjoy, just enjoy what's ahead of you at this point.
2: Yeah. What happens at the club at the midseason finale stays at the club at the midseason finale. And yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it, you know, this is where we are now.
0: Yeah. And I do want to say it, it should be what happens at the club stays at the club. You know, like stop. You know, uh, Clarence's mom, stop giving people your business about your teachers. Like, ah. That was a safe space. That was supposed to be a safe space. If we can't be our most ratchet selves in the club, where can we be?
2: You know, that is a it, great point. And I cannot wait to talk about
0: this. It's <laughs> nothing sacred anymore, Chappelle?
2: Things are not sacred. I mean, even Ava's favorite club just got shot down, you know, because they let a horse in. Now, pause. What? They let a horse in? What is this? Yeah. What club is this?
0: I don't know, but I kind of want to go. What is Philly doing in their clubs? Like, where did they procure a horse? Is this like one of the horses they use for like history museum reenactments or something like that? (laughs) Or like, is this just a random horse they found? I need more context on like why this club was shut down and why they let a horse in.
2: Yeah, because I mean I'm from Texas and we have random horses. We do, but I just don't. I've never come across a random horse in in the club. So you know, I just I just have questions about that. But basically, these two teachers are acting like kind of awkward teenagers right now, like two high schoolers basically who had a moment at a at a school dance and now they don't know how to act around each other. Um, so the rest of the teachers are basically trying to focus on other things. Right, they're starting to focus on this new readathon that they're having, and we find out that. The competition is that the class that reads the most gets a pizza party, but it turns out every class gets pizza. Um, you know, I've been here before, Gia. Like this was this is kind of like I feel like we're talking about my childhood because we used to do mm-hmm. the pizza, uh, like you read a bunch of books, you get points, and then you get pizza. Do you remember something like this when you were growing up?
0: Oh, yeah. But at our school, the uh the only the winning class got a pizza party. Uh-huh. They were very, they were <laughs> very specific about it. There was no You know, there was no, you guys did your best. You know, everyone gets pizza. It's fine. It was absolutely not. We do not have that kind of money. It's like the winning class only, please. And you could only read like, they had a list of books that were like in the appropriate range for your grade. So like the eighth graders couldn't go reading like Dr. Seuss books all the time and everything Mm -hmm. and call that reading. That's what I would try to do. But It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure, you know, Our Lady of Hope, I'm putting you on notice about that, but it's fine. (laughs) I'm over it
2: now. Yeah, clearly it doesn't bother you at all, right?
0: It never does. You know, I I don't know if you can tell, but my class never won. So, you know, it's just (laughs) something, you know, I, I don't hold grudges like that. So I'm totally over it now.
2: Gotcha. And it turns out that the class has been winning here at Abbott for two times in a row. uh, It's Melissa. Her class has won the readathon and she has brought this huge WWE style championship belt to school. And she's walking around with it basically like the rock. Um, Janine is confident that her kids will read the most books. But Barbara tells us all that Melissa has a knack for motivating kids to read. like it's her thing. So um, she even gets the most reluctant kids even to like read the Boscar children books, which I have to admit, I remember reading the Boscar children books. I was like, "That was, okay, we're talking about things that I understand. But at first glance, Gia, this doesn't look good for Janine, right? Oh,
0: absolutely not. I think if anyone in that group could convince me to read if I was not already an avid reader, I mean, obviously Ava's first, but also Ava would never encourage me to read. And mm-hmm. Then Melissa, definitely. She just has, like, she has that ability to, you know, some may say coerce people into reading or to doing things that are in Melissa's best interest, but we call it the art of persuasion.
2: (laughs) Exactly. You know, honestly, now that you mention it, I think. Ava's probably, the, will probably be the person we, we of course, we would listen to Ava, you know, above all else. And then yeah. Melissa. And Barbara's probably up there, too, of, like, people who can convince me to read. Because I feel like Barbara would give you, like, the stern look that tells yes. you, okay, like, you have to do this because Barbara said so. And, you know, she she earned that respect. But Jacob and Janine, I'm sorry. It's just not happening. I'm They're sorry.
0: They're not. And Jacob's not even in the question here. Like, Mr. Johnson <laughs> outranks all those three.
2: Oh, if for sure. To. Yeah. He yeah. may be
0: yeah it's like him and Barbara are in close contention for for third place, I would say, but also like I again, I don't think Mr. Johnson would like coerce me to read a book, so mm-hmm. you know he he he's got other shenanigans going on,
2: yeah and and we yeah. didn't even really see Mr. Johnson in this episode was that where where was our boy?
0: He had one line, one mm. line. And I'm a little upset. That is the other thing that made me a little upset about this episode is that, you know, this is supposed to be a full time cast member and he was there for one little piece of it and Barbara wasn't in as strongly like in the past two episodes either. So it's just very interesting
2: it is and what else is interesting is that the donuts for uh reading competition is heating up right so you have melissa and janine are kind of bumping heads right now melissa actually seems a bit concerned because she sees janine is bringing in carts and carts of books for her her uh students to read apparently janine has this secret where she because she teaches multiple subjects she says okay I can push my math lessons back until next week so I can devote this entire week to beating Melissa ass. And so Melissa, honestly, she looked kind of shook because she sees that Janine has set up a whole entire reading wonderland because, like they said on The Wire, if you come for the queen, you best not miss. Um, I, I screamed. <laughs> I
0: laughed so hard at that line because that it, some of the lines in The Wire are just always iconic you know exactly where they're from most of them are from omar like to be fair Mm -hmm. but like well well erved rest in peace michael k williams but like when she said that and how like serious she was and it came from janine specifically it was oh my god my my body my spirit left my body for a moment it was that good
2: No, it was a very good moment for Janine because you could tell like, okay, she's tapped in. And normally she's kind of a little she's a little bit flighty on like if she wants to win, if she doesn't want to win, if she wants to be a competitive. But she's in it to win it here. And she says, that's enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of like cocky, like uh, appropriately cocky Janine, I guess I'll say, because Mm -hmm. like. When she's cocky for no reason or she's just like overly confident in herself, it's annoying. But when this is like in a competition aspect and she actually has a horse in this race for this competition and she like she could actually have the potential to beat out Melissa at her own game, I kind of like I, I kind of loved that level of confidence that we got from her
2: yeah and this is like kind of shaking melissa she is now has to go into motivate her students right so we get one of the famous melissa shamenti's motivational speeches where she, she basically tells the people it's game time she's like she needs all of them to read at every chance they get at recess on the bus and even when they take a shower they should be putting the book bu- like the book inside of a bag inside of a ziploc bag and making sure that they can read even in the bathroom um yeah. Which, I mean, at first when she said it, I was like, okay, whatever. She's being a little dramatic. But these are kids, Gia. You can't can't sometimes take things very literally.
0: Okay, first of all, do not put your books in the shower, even with a Ziploc (laughs) bag, because books are sacred. And you cannot – there's nothing I hate more than when my precious books get wet from anything. One time I spilled – uh, one of my water bottles broke in my bag with my copy mm-hmm. of the Crazy Rich Asian series. So now like all of the books are just like a little wrinkly and it's haunted me to this day. So never put your books in water, anywhere near water, but also with kids – you know, if you are encouraging people to read at all times, they are going to take that very seriously, and it could cause some of your best readers to give each other eye infections. I don't know; it's possible.
2: Oh uh, yeah, she goes to her three strongest le- uh, readers, and she's like, "Y'all have to lead the class in this because y'all, y'all are like my bread and butter here. If y'all, if y'all are on point, then the rest of the class will follow. <laughs> We're gonna win this easily." Um, but we also meet Maya here. And Maya's not one of the three best readers, but she seems so confident. You know, she's like, I, I want to be the one to lead the class of victory. And then we get some shade from Levi. Levi's like, please, <laughs> you're not doing anything like that. And I was like, whoa, why are you sassing Maya? We barely know her, but apparently it's no secret that Maya isn't the best reader. And Melissa ends up talking about how you know, she's a great student, but kids like adults have strengths and weaknesses. Gia, I know, like, I know the listeners don't know this, but I know you are a big book person, right? So I'm sure you could see that Maya struggling with reading would be something that could really bother her. And you know, the importance of reading, but you know, like, have you ever been in a situation where you felt like, like kind of like Maya in a situation where you really wanted to do so so well at something, but it's just not working out?
0: Yeah, actually. So this is, this is a bit of tea here, but uh my so when I was younger I was actually in the remedial reading program and it was you know and it was very frustrating because even though they wouldn't call it like remedial reading at a young at that young age it was like very clear that they would like send the you know students that were not the best readers to one group and like then they had like the rest of the groups of kids so it was like very obvious to everyone what they were doing and I will say my mom has some theories on why this happened but uh you know there were some little biases happening in there for Mm. why I may have been put in the remedial reading program and that stuff is very frustrating when you're told like you know like Gregory, a few episodes, or actually this was last season where he was talking about how he wasn't in the gifted program. And, you know, there were a lot of times when I was younger where I felt like a lot of uh, educators would make me feel like I wasn't a naturally smart person. And that happened with reading as well. And it's very frustrating to just have teachers that even at a young age, you don't feel like they're giving you a fair chance. For one reason or another like even when you get I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to this if they were labeled the bad kid at younger ages it really didn't matter what you did Um, that that kind of follows you through each of your grades so it was very discouraging but when I was in about fourth grade I just started kind of reading on my own like not involved with like class stuff and everything and then that was when I actually developed a more significant love of reading when i wasn't just like when i just took things at my own pace and wasn't worried about kind of the outside stuff and it was a big comfort to me but i think school you know melissa handles this perfectly in this episode and it's sad that not every educator like that is a melissa
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and She's been doing great, motivating her students to go read. Uh, she's very impressed because her class seems to be right on track, right? But Janine is still there. She's still, like, kind of peeking around, and she's happy. She's like, we're still in the race, and that's enough to win. And, you know, Barbara's rolling her eyes. I'm rolling my eyes. Like, Janine, stop it. You would need to win to win. Um, but Melissa says that <laughs> no wimpy kid can crank out a diaries fast enough for Janine's <laughs> people to catch up. Um, but as she's gloating, you know, we also see and meet Nurse Makaya, And I was like, okay, we get a new character here. And, yes. you know, I was happy to meet Nurse Makaya, but not under these circumstances because she's got Melissa's three-star readers all on the way to the nurse's office because they've been reading it all times, Gia, and now they have pink eye.
0: Did you laugh at the bag being held up that said biohazard? And-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, pink eye is the worst, okay? It is nasty. I don't care what anybody says if you have it you're just like you're miserable if you see somebody with it you're like Ugh, why why you have that there's nothing good about pink eye it's one of the worst things in the world to me uh so i felt so bad for those kids because I, I think i had pink eye one time when i was a like a small child and i had it during thanksgiving and so uh, i'm just like so i had to be isolated by myself like and nobody oh and i didn't no. want to be around people because i had this big you know eye thing going on it was oh miserable God. it was i had the wet towel on my face you know it was a whole thing it was, to hide your word. tears, I assume. Yes, you know yes. it because look, I'm a people person. You can't hide me away because I'm hideous now <laughs> with my huge pink eye. <laughs> um, so I oh felt this. God. Um, but this That's is also, rough. yeah, this is a big hit to Melissa and her win and her win equity because now Janine is about to start gloating because she's about to take off and start to take the lead, right? And so she's mocking Melissa and she's um. I like this. I I do I like, did like this. Yeah, I do like her giving Melissa a piece of her medicine. Um, but when Janine runs away, I was just like, Janine, come my- on, man, you had me, you had me. You can't. But if you're gonna talk trash, you gotta stand in it. You gotta be ten toes down to you.
0: Yeah, a uh, slow stroll is always better than whatever the hell she was doing. But there's <laughs> a right. power. Pa- there's a, yeah, a little sprint, a little kid sprint too. Cause she was, she had the arms in motion and everything. And that's just, <laughs> that's just, just embarrassing. You got to do a power strut or a slow stroll, like unbothered. Like it doesn't matter what time you get to your class. Cause you know what? Your kids are reading and they're reading more books than you, Melissa. Like you need to get that type of mentality in there. And mm. you need to just not have what it takes to, you know, like, follow through in her confidence there's got to be something off and that's what makes her very endearing but also it's kind of like oh girl you almost had you almost were there until that final part did you see did you see the part at right before that where barbara lets us know her dislike of miss frizzle from the magic school bus and it's like a little it's a dick at janine too (laughs)
2: Oh yeah. She's so like, yeah. oh, that the the kooky outfit and this bubbly personality that's over the top and Janine pops up like hey He's like, okay, yeah. here we are. Um
0: <laughs> I get it now. Things are making <laughs> sense.
2: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I loved, loved Miss
0: Frizzle. Right. I, like,
2: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Margaret, I'm sorry, you're wrong on this one. Mr. Frizzle is an icon.
0: When the teachers would roll in the, like, ancient TV with the back in it on that little cart (laughs) and VCR, in science class, you knew it was either going to be Bill Nye the Science Guy or Magic School Bus, and that meant we didn't have to take notes that day. So that was, like, my favorite days. I love TV days.
2: Yeah, the Magic School Bus books got me through a lot of science projects because I could just mm-hmm. go in the book and then like they have this, like they have like the planets and like they oh they, whatever it was. If you could recreate whatever they put in that book, you were golden. So I I am yep. a big fan of the Magic School Bus. I hate to see that Barbara is not, but like I said, she's wrong. She's just wrong. Yeah, um, she's so, got to be
0: wrong sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. And and we've yeah. seen it before, so it's not like she's perfect. Yeah. She has some, she, some flaws there.
0: She was wrong about forever bitch attire, and she's wrong now about Miss Frizzle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly um so we see more of janine gloating she's popping up in the library like I, like i said i really like this from her because she's telling melissa hey i'm on your ass i'm about to get you but also would you like to make a friendly wager you know and um yeah she offers to raise the stakes with a side bet so melissa says the loser should have to streak at the sixers game and my mouth fell open because what melissa what are you talking about
0: like people will people you know will be there i
2: assume <laughs> televised as well you know, uh, like,
0: yeah that's a, a i'm lie. pretty sure that's a felony
2: right Melissa, that's please. a little too much right um and it's but,
0: indoors too so you can't like where are you gonna run to like you're gonna get caught
2: yeah it's like the person who loses this competition will go to jail like it's basically <laughs> what she said um But Janine tries to, you know, come up with something a little bit more reasonable because she says uh, this is something just as bad um, and and, and humiliating, but the loser has to be on a guest on Jacob's podcast. Now, we haven't really talked about Jacob's podcast because we're going to get there in just a moment, um, but you know, it's time for her to put her dignity where her mouth is. And so I think at this point, like, we're at the fever pitch. Like, this is the height of the competition here. Uh, So Melissa goes back again to rally the troops. She's lost her best readers. Um, She needs someone to step up and lead the class to eternal glory. And our girl, Maya, is the first one to jump up. What did you think about Maya in this episode?
0: I liked Maya. I get get what Melissa was saying, because I think the main storyline is that she struggles with reading. And that can be quite difficult for her but she's a good student everywhere else melissa seems to really care about her and enjoy having her in her class but then also she wants um you know like she wants to help out the class however she can maya then this case and uh maya just struggles with reading but she also wants to do her best and do her part with the class and i think that's where we start to see some disconnect that Starts to bridge together once we get Melissa's meeting with her parents at the end.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I enjoy seeing Maya here. You know, like we always talk about, you know, how great the cast is. But we always come back to these kids, man. These kids are so good. They're the
0: stars.
2: Yeah, they really are. Um, And so Melissa's telling the kids, I don't care how you do it, but you just need to get it done. So later in the hallway, we see that Melissa is now in the lead. Three of her best readers have pink eye. And somehow, Melissa is still leading by a lot. And something smells fishy here. Gia, Janine smells it. It's it's pretty obvious that somebody's cooking the books here. Like, there's no way these kids are reading that many books in one night.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, you know, kids uh, over-exaggerate a little bit. And I think especially uh, once it started to make sense that Maya is aware of her struggles with reading, that was where... I personally felt like my heart started like melting a little Mm -hmm. bit because you could tell that she wants to do well and like do her part with the class. But then obviously she is overcompensating for the fact that she is struggling with reading. So she, you know, probably what I imagine because I used to do this too, is do like a quick read through of everything Mm -hmm. and then kind of fills in the gaps and stuff. And then that is like her reading for the day but I had my parents would like sit down with me after I do that and like read the page together so they were messing up my hustle in all different types of ways so it's fine it's fine
2: yeah this is like we see Maya struggling we see the numbers aren't really matching up we know Melissa is not a you know completely against cheating but Barbara tells us that in a competition she would not cheat you know what I'm saying like in normal like she will do what she has to do to even a playing field a lot of times when it like motor like when it's Uh, beneficial for her and the people she loves, but she's not going to cheat in this competition, even though Janine is uh, accusing her of that. Um, So maybe it's her motivational speeches that are doing this. And we know she said like, I don't know. I don't care how you get it done. Just get it done. She's also told Mm -hmm. the kids to read in the bathroom and they did that. So maybe this motivation is kind of going in the wrong direction uh, because even Barbara says she's so motivational that she uh, convinced Barbara to watch the King speech. And I thought that was interesting because the King speech is literally about somebody who's struggling, you know, to to talk, yeah. you know, and he can't do his speech. And he has like, you know, a, like a almost like a disability, you know, and a speech impediment, yeah. if you will. And, you know, it's a it's a cool movie. And I'm like, you know, when you look at Melissa as a whole and the story that she has here, kind of makes sense that she would push Barbara to watch something like that. You know, somebody yeah. who kind of overcomes a struggle. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed that part.
0: Uh, that Colin Powell sure can act. <laughs> such a great actor no i do enjoy this part i do love barbara's unwavering confidence in melissa even if the numbers aren't adding up that's her girl and she is going to ride with her until the wheels fall off and we all need a friend like that even when Mm -hmm. you're wrong you're right with your that friend but right yeah and i Thinking about it in the context that you just explained, Chappelle, it makes a lot more sense about why they specifically put that movie in the reference for it as someone that overcame a speech impediment because we don't find this out until the very end of the story that like this is you know this isn't just melissa being a good teacher even though we can both agree that she is a great teacher this is something that melissa has a personal connection with because she had similar struggles at maya's age
2: yeah yeah and so it's just like it's all like watching it back. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. you know, some of the moments because they're 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 you know kind of sprinkled throughout uh, this episode. There's a few other ones that I kind of like glance past, but I, if you go watch the episode again, knowing it kind of it kind of hits different, you know. Uh, so Melissa knows that she needs to talk to Maya. So she goes to Maya. She's basically asking her, like, you know, what are you reading? How are things going? Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that Maya's reading like the biggest Rip Van Winkle book that I've ever seen. Like, I said, like, there's no reason she should have 25 of those, <laughs> and, you know, to get read. Like, where are the Berenstein Bears? <laughs> like, are they busy? Yeah, because
0: if that was a readathon, that would be the books that I was reading. Berenstein mm-hmm. Bears, Dr. Seuss. If it's over 20 pages, get it out of my face. I'm not reading that. We don't have time.
2: Mm-hmm. We gotta win, you know. Uh, no, I know. listen. It's also like Maya. Listen, yeah, you you kind of setting yourself up for failure too. Like this is a big book. Um, and so, oh yeah, Mal- the
0: first thing I I've never read Rip Van Winkle, but the first thing I look up when I Google Rip Van Winkle, it is a short story, a short mm-hmm. story, and she had a full chapter book. So
2: <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah, and she's struggling. She's barely. She's struggling with reading the title of the book. So it's kind of clear that okay, we have a problem here. Um, and you know, um, I guess uh she Melissa goes to confirm that okay, we Maya's not really reading the book because she asked what uh the sister's name in the Bear and Bears is, and we find out that the sister's name is Beyoncé Gia. Uh
0: I mean that made sense to me. I'm not mm-hmm. do you know what the sister's name in the I didn't know that they had names, to be honest. Like I thought it was just yeah. Mama, Papa boy other
2: bear yeah other bear other, other bear yeah yeah, child yeah no.
0: one two and three i did not right. realize they all had names this is very new to me
2: if they want to rename the child beyonce giselle no i
0: would read Carden.
2: that yeah whatever fine yeah. it's fine you can be a bear it's cool um so now we get melissa doing the thing that teachers should do right she's uh brought the the parents in to have a conversation about their daughter maya um who <laughs> this is tough because her parents, the Okafor's, Mister and Mrs. Okafor, are there and they're unwavering in their support of Maya reading these books. Like Maya read twenty five books because we said she did. We signed off that she read those books because she said we said she did. And well, this is heavily implying that Maya may need some additional accommodations for her reading dif- difficulties. But the idea of testing Maya is a complete like no go for her parents. They end up standing up and leaving, and this is so disappointing because I've seen this before where. You don't oh, want to yeah. believe that your child is struggling, so you completely disavow whatever this educator or someone is saying because you don't want to come to terms with, maybe my child isn't perfect, maybe my child is falling behind, maybe my child needs extra work. And seeing her parents kind of just completely shut that off, it was it was like I like, had whiplash because I'm like, I've seen this before. I've, I've had to sit down and have these conversations with people, and it's never fun. If uh, if a teacher is telling you to pay a little bit more attention to your kids in certain areas, go ahead and do it. There's got to be something there, and it can't hurt. If you start to, to monitor your kids reading, it can only make them better. So I, yeah. I I don't know. I just I this part was hard to watch.
0: I this felt, you know, there's not a ton of really upsetting moments in Abbott Elementary as a whole, but this was hard to watch just because of how true to life it is and mm-hmm. they clearly you know these both seem like very involved parents they were both they both came to the meeting they were very worried about you know if there was an issue with maya um they both seem to be like very present and active in her life so it it seems like they do want the best for her But also on the other side of things, they don't want to acknowledge the fact that she might have a reading disability and that this just means she needs a little more help. Like I'm assuming that this kind of comes from a place of like, especially since most of the people in Abbott Elementary are coming from marginalized communities, that this could create a sense of like defensiveness or that, you know, like it's not fully trusting everybody that, uh, That is responsible for your child, but like children have to go to school and things like that. So it's a lot of reasons why I have had situations myself where uh, people that uh, people I know that have either had learning disabilities of different kinds or struggling with uh, reading with like dyslexia or other conditions similar to that. And it could be really hard when you're Your immediate support, your parents in this case, aren't acknowledging it and they think that it's for the right reasons, but it's just actually hindering any progress that could be made at this point. So it's just really difficult to see. And it's really sad that like this is not a unique situation, especially for, you know, not not specific to. Uh, a school like Abbott Elementary there are people of all like classes um shapes sizes colors and everything that from people from different uh identity groups that uh that don't want to acknowledge when their kid might need a little extra help in certain areas
2: yeah and I did pick up on Mrs. Okafor having like a like a like a strong accent that doesn't sound like like Maya so maybe she's uh um uh, someone who is not like american-born or like english isn't her first language or something like that maybe she's uh have migrated from a different country uh and that to and to say that i'm saying that if her last name is okafor maybe she's like from africa or something like that and and a lot of these uh like families that migrate to the united states or whatever they put a lot of like credence into doing well in education right because we came Mm -hmm. we come here to have like uh, a better life and all this other stuff and it's like you kind of want perfection from your kid but you also want your kid to excel just in general and so it's kind of like yeah, they came here with the notion that she was going to do well. And we know Maya's doing well. It's just not not right now, you know? And so that's kind of like mm, something that I was like, man, I really wish it better for her because I just know that, you know, it's kind of hard to watch. And even as a parent, I'm sure it's it's really tough. Um, so Melissa has to evaluate all that. And she does some tallying. And it turns out that Janine's class actually won. It's a big shocker for everybody. Um, and the kids are disappointed. But they're all getting their pizza. You know, there's no losers here for real. I mean, don't get me wrong. They lost, but the kids are, uh, are disappointed, but they're still going to get their pizza. Maya, who was also disappointed says that she wants to be done with books. Gia, how did you feel about that?
0: I wait, which part was it? The
2: You're done with one, books part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, with the books part. Oh my God. This was the, uh, this was both like so sad and so heartwarming. Uh, I think that a lot of people wish they had a teacher like Melissa in this moment that really took the time to understand why she might be struggling in certain ways. And as we find out in this moment, like Melissa also struggled with something similar when she was a child. And so Mm -hmm. she has a personal connection to this. And this is probably why she's more closely attuned to recognizing why you know, the early warning signs of why a child might be struggling with something like reading, especially a student as dedicated as Maya, because we know that she is great in other subjects. She wants to do well. She wants to help out the class. She did as much as she felt she could until the competition was over and then she was like ready to not do it anymore. So, you know, it's, I feel like if and and this happens a lot, too, that if Maya had a, te- a teacher not as committed to her as Melissa, they might be, blame- you know, they might be blaming it on them or they're not really trying or they're lying about how many books they read and that they're, you know, they just want to say that they read more books than anyone. Like, they wouldn't be taking it as serious as Melissa is in this moment.
2: Yeah. And she even gives her the book that her teacher gave her, right? Like so Melissa passed down the book that was very special to her, um, to Maya. And the book both of them kind of have a moment and then they end up agreeing that rules stink. Um, which kind yeah. of is like the light bulb moment that Melissa needs because she decided to go reread the rules, Gia. And this is where mm-hmm. we find the loophole of the episode. Uh, because Janine comes in cartwheeling. She is so happy. She says she feels like a tall Simone Biles, which slow down, you're you, slow down all of that is a lie. every every word toss them on by, all about none of that you are none of yeah. that um but shenanigans but when it comes <laughs> to the rules melissa says you know she said throughout the episode like sometimes she has to read things a couple times before she really catches on mm-hmm. and she read the fine print that it didn't say which grade level class that you know you know um Ends up winning the competition because they have the most books. It said which classroom, and we've talked about this throughout the season. Melissa has two grade levels in her classroom, so she's pushing these second graders to read, but she got third graders in there too. So Melissa ends up winning; she has the most uh, books, and now we, you know, we get her, you know, coming out on top because she was able to go read the rules, you know. And so reading is fundamental. Maybe rules aren't, but reading is fundamental. Janine has to now go and be on Jacob's podcast.
0: Uh, I got to admit, a couple things first. Honestly, I love Janine, but she can't be winning this much on a regular basis because she was Mm -hmm. doing too much with her victory when, you know, maybe if she had just let it go, she wouldn't have to be doing all of this afterwards because it was not Melissa's idea to raise the stakes either with Mm -hmm. this initial competition. So, you know, also, you know, moral of the story, take what you can get and don't ask for extras in cases like these. But then also, did you notice one of my favorite details of this episode? Melissa's board had a picture of Janine cut out that wrote <laughs> take her down on it.
2: Yeah. Those kids wanted amazing. to beat Janine. Like they <laughs> the, the, the Melissa, she's motivational. Those kids were like, Man, I really wanted to beat Miss T, <laughs> you know? It was
0: like, they have been conditioned to like hate her at this point. There's mm-hmm. like, that is the enemy, and we are going to take her down.
2: Yeah, and she has been taken down, and like I said, she has to later on end up uh, going on Jacob's podcast, and we haven't gotten into that, but we're going to get into it right after yes. these messages. Okay, so, Gia, this episode is a clash of our worlds, right? So, we're already educators talking about this. We know that you are an avid reader. I'm no slouch either, Um, but this is a podcast episode, Gia? What?
0: We got happy a podcast to. episode. Yeah. I'm like so excited about this.
2: Yeah. This is, this is wild. Um, podcasting has taken off in the, in like the last few years for sure. Um, I have a lot, a lot of issues with some of the podcasts I hear, not ours because we're amazing, but exactly. some of the, the like round table talks of like the gender wars and all this other stuff. That, that's not necessary. Just come talk about TV like we do. But, yeah. This episode kind of confronts some of that because we talk about the different types of podcasting when we find out that Jacob is a podcast enthusiast. He has a sign-up sheet on the board for the After School Podcast Club. Apparently, he listens to hundreds of white podcasts and has been motivated to start this club to get students into it too. Um, Did any of these podcast titles stand out to you? Because I was like, I would never listen to any of these.
0: Okay, first of all, n- everything about this reveal makes perfect sense for mm-hmm. Jacob, you know, like yeah. this is none of this is surprising to me. So I have heard of pod saves America at some point, probably. I think it's really popular amongst, you know, the Jacob the Jacobs of the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, again, I also would never listen to any of these. My podcasting is for uh, book analysis and television. I don't mm-hmm. need to see anything else
2: yeah and that's it um so jacob listens to hundreds of podcasts and he listens on 3x speed now i'm a person who talks very fast and so i don't mind listening on like 2x 1.5 1.75 like that's kind of my sweet spot 3x is deranged jacob seek help um
0: that was um, uh that was uh what was it that's rob (laughs) watching 40 seasons of survivor in a year uh Mm -hmm. type and then podcasting about it that's like that level of madness
2: yeah. And it makes everything else feel like it's moving in slow motion. Trust me, I can speak on that <laughs> confidently. Uh, but we also find out here that uh, Gregory is also going to be a part of the club because sometimes teachers get a little bit extra money when they are forced to do extracurriculars or when they take on clubs and sports. Yeah, I know a woman. She uh, I went to college with her, but she went on to be a teacher. And one day she told me she was coaching volleyball. And as long as I've known her, like almost 15 years now, I've known this woman and she has never, I've never seen her pick up a volleyball. I've never seen her touch a volleyball. I don't think I've even seen her like play a sport. And now she's coaching volleyball because teachers be broke and they do what it takes to make more money. This is so sad because I just know that it would be something that I would be roped into too. Cause I love some money. Uh, and so I can see myself coaching tennis, which I have no uh, capacity to do. Gia, could you see yourself in any of these roles? Like which, which uh, random thing that you have no interest in would you end up coaching for some money?
0: Oh, my God. So, like, would it be coaching? Like, coaching specifically?
2: Leading a club, whatever the case may be. Oh,
0: God. I mean, this is hard. So, I would like to do, if it had to be a sport, I want to do one with not a lot of movement, like golf. Like, they Mm -hmm. can do their own things, and then I don't have to be there. But I also don't want to go to any of their tournaments, because golf tournaments take, like, forever. And I don't know what their drinking policy is, because that's the only (laughs) way I'm making through. Usually, like golf tournaments like they drink a lot but like can coaches drink a lot i need to find out this i don't think they'll let me like bring a beer out to Mm -mm. the greenery i don't know that something to determine later there is so the college that i work at they have these required classes that every student needs to do and they have but it's like it's just fundamentals like Making sure you have a resume, uh, talking about going into the workforce or going to college afterwards. So it's just like life skills lessons. Um, all this the students find it incredibly boring, but if Uh, Anybody that works at AIC, usually the uh, like the staff, not necessarily the faculty, can get roped into teaching these classes uh, for some extra cash. And my office mate, who I adore, was roped into it this semester. She says she will never do it again because it is like that (laughs) obnoxious and not worth the extra money. And I was also just never going to do it because I hate extra commitments. Like if you're going to give me extra money. Like I already am doing enough here, you know, yeah, like just me I, should just be, I should just be getting extra money. I shouldn't have to do other things for my extra money, especially not teach a class. Like right. I can't be bringing down my rep around AIC <laughs> like that by teaching this extra classes. I already, you know, it's like I'm in my little safe space of my office and planning events and I don't have to do much else. It's lovely.
2: Exactly. But Gregory does need the money. And so he's in the podcast club too. And we found out that the two students are Clarence and Raheem, who I really loved in this episode. They've signed up to do the podcasting because probably like everybody else, they've heard these podcasts that have gotten so popular. And again, not the TV watching podcasts that we do, even though they're amazing, uh, but like podcasts like the Joe Budden podcast uh, or the Joe Biden podcast, depending on who you are. Um, uh, so the Joe Budden podcast for the people who are not familiar, you know, started way back in 2015 it was called something else and eventually we got the Joe Budden podcast, but it's Joe Budden, a former rapper, uh, kind of leading discussions that are like hot topics in, um, like the hip hop community and stuff. A lot of times he has a huge, massive following. And so it's no shock to me that these kids know about the Joe Budden podcast. Now, should they be listening to the Joe Budden podcast? Probably not. Cause it's kind of adult Gia.
0: Yeah, I am not surprised that they listen to this podcast and i'm also not surprised that jacob is appalled by the fact that they listen to this podcast as well but this seems like very on brand with what kit the kids are listening to if they are listening to a podcast because they sure aren't listening to any of the garbage that jacob has put on for them
2: yeah. Jacob wants to replicate some of the podcasts that he listens to. And so he gives like this very like uh, like an elaborate script. And even I mean, even Ava's there to see it because we all know how if this is Jacob, this could be a disaster. It could be funny. It could go viral. So we have to be there. Um, So he's got his script. The Ava Coleman Podcast Network's equipment is there as well. And he's trying to get these kids, you know, to... Play along with them, so he does the most boring pseudo NPR reading of this script, uh and the kids are—I'm sorry—they're given the most personality. Oh my god, they were so entertaining. As compared they're to natural they're, they're whispering, yeah, they're good. They, we we could get some guests here. Yeah.
0: We I want them to be on this podcast so bad. <laughs> yes. Do we? whose agent? Do we have to contact for them? We'll we'll do some sleuthing later, but I need them to be on this podcast. They were fantastic. And I also right. wanted to know about uh, the story about them spitting game to Emily. So I can't believe we never got that conclusion.
2: Yeah, she's a top ten popular student in the school. Ava wants to know the T. I leaned forward because that's one of my favorite things about being an educator is knowing all these kids' business. I do uh, love the
0: cast. <laughs> I am a very nosy individual.
2: What I was like, come sit down. Tell me all about it. The whole time I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I'm tweeting about it. I'm telling people uh, like I know everything. Like, I'm coming in with all the with all the dirt, all the drama. Um, but yeah, lunchroom gossip. Uh, the 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 kids talking about you know trying to spit game at Emily, like these are these are things that the kids want to talk about. But Jacob's not into it. Uh, and so he ends up editing out a lot of their content from the podcast to the point where Clarence and Raheem end up saying that they don't want to do it anymore. They accuse him of censorship. And Jacob looked like he got slapped in the face because we know Jacob would never want to admit to doing something like that because it's just like almost counterintuitive to what he believes, you know?
0: He looked like he got shot right there. Like, <laughs> like that level. I don't think he's ever been that devastated on the show before. Like the idea that he would possibly censor those students. But like... That's exactly what he did. And Mm -hmm. because as once again, Ava is the voice of reason in this episode, but he wanted to make a podcast based on what he likes to listen to, but the students are making a podcast based on what they want to listen to. And guess which one is more likely to uh, relate to the uh, general student population of Abbott Elementary?
2: Mm -hmm. definitely not jacob (laughs) yeah
0: i know yeah and also just as much as you know as much as in my role because i do event planning there's a lot of times where like i would prefer things to go a certain way or i have things ideas in my head for how i think something should go or like what would be the most clean cut way to get an event pulled off but the students are the ones that actually know What the students will like and what events they will go to. So it makes way more sense to give that type of, you know, the content of the event or the podcast to the people that actually know what people in their age range like.
2: Mm-hmm. these kids need content to talk about on the bus trip home. And again, this yeah. is right up my alley. I am that kid. I'm like, what? Well, so what happened oh, yeah. today? What was going on? Like, you know, t- tell me everything. And so again, Ava's right. No shock there. As it's you know. So,
0: yeah. It's, it's so written. true.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah. The bus ride home was nothing without whatever the tea was of the day.
2: hmm. Yeah. Cause pen. I mean, these are kids, you know, back at looking back in our day, you couldn't just text people the the tea. you had to like go. It was word of mouth, you know, you, was, to you had verse. to. Yeah, you had. Honestly, you had to be like an investigative journalist sometimes. Like, oh, you heard it from this person. Let me go to this person. And ask them their account of the story. Then you have to retell the story to certain people. Yeah. Um, the early stages have, of my podcasting career.
0: <laughs> but then you have to say that, like, oh, I I heard it from here. Like, this is what I heard so that mm-hmm. you can't get blamed if the tea gets back to you. Like, there's a uh-huh. whole art to it. And then the one day there wasn't any tea, there was a fight on the bus on the way home. So they, like, made their own tea. So, like, rumors keep the, the bus culture functioning. Otherwise, it's just chaos in there.
2: Yeah. And it's very important, you know. Uh, so... These kids know what's up. Jacob, of course, doesn't. Ava gets him together. He was roganing. You never want a rogan. Um, never so, want a
0: rogan.
2: Yeah, so he tries to win them back over by inviting Clarence and Raheem back to do their own episode of This Abbott Life. And this time, the scoop is—I mean, this is this <laughs> is some juicy meat because we find out that Clarence's mom saw Janine grinding on Mister Eddie, and she might have even left with him that night at the club. Yeah. Yeah producer, this is mr. <laughs> yeah producer mr eddie so he's sitting there with the headphones on gregory is listening to this eyes biggest saucers as we know he looks sometimes and he's giving us a look he's looking at the camera janine's struggling everybody's struggling because these kids are putting them on front street and they want to know they're asking the hard-hitting questions janine what was that about
0: yeah Clarence's mom is so wrong for this as I had said earlier but also this is why I can't have kids because I would tell them this stuff in a heartbeat mm-hmm. it'd be like I <laughs> thought that your teacher and your other teacher uh-huh. and guess what they were doing and then they mm-hmm. left together so like, I I would do that because I need people to talk to about these things I cannot keep this to myself
2: yeah and and that like I said they're asking the hard-hitting questions because when they, they hit Janine with they, the you know, were you grinding? She's like, I grinded. It was just a dance. Then it was like, oh, well, y'all left together. And Janine completely snitches on herself and says, no, I was outside talking to Maurice. And Gregory looks like he could just die.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was like, Jacob, isn't this the type of podcast that you didn't want to have? And Jacob just does a complete 180 on his previous values. Brilliant, Jacob, because same there. It was Mm -hmm. just like, no, I think actually, like, you know, I think it'd be... Fulfilling to get your side of the story. See if you want to add anything to it.
2: Mm -hmm. Jacob has very specific views about how he wants the podcast to go, but we already know Jacob likes the gossip.
0: Jacob is a gossip and I love him for it. This is my favorite thing about Jacob is that his, all of his morals get thrown out of the window when there is some good gossip and like same Jacob, same, Mm -hmm. absolutely the same. And they were They were very good. They have careers in either law, podcasting, or journalism. Like that, one of those two is the next Barbara Walters. Like that, (laughs) mark my words now, because they were asking the hard hitting questions. And then when there wasn't any other contributions, they made sure to let them know, yeah, we still didn't get that answer. Mm, And they played off each other so well. Like they knew we were going to make a mess this episode, one way or another
2: yeah sometimes a non-answer is just as bad as the answer you know so see they're asking yeah. the question there's like what do they call it a pregnant pause if you will you know <laughs> and so <laughs> a um, <what>? pause? <laughs> uh, yeah exactly and so there's some tension there we finally got it we got the moment where we talk about the mid-season finale because it, it felt like we were going to ignore it but in the last scene they brought it home what did you think about Gregory just now finding out that Maurice and Janine had, had had a conversation outside
0: what does he care? Because he left. Why was Gregory not there? Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Why was he not there? Because he got a text from his girlfriend Amber and went to go see his girlfriend Amber. So what does he get? And he also just like kind of left more. He didn't even tell Maurice where he was going or that he was even leaving. It was just, just feels very wrong to me. Um, And yeah. So what it, we know why he cares, but like, he has no right to care about this. If she wants to talk to Maurice outside the club, she is more than welcome to and it was a very lovely conversation and honestly, I wish it went further just to stick it in Gregory's stupid face. I'm so mad. I'm still mad at him for this.
2: <laughs> Gregory's having a hard time. He is. He's having a cuz remember he takes on this job as a podcaster or a podcast producer because he tired of being broke. Remember Taylor dumped him because he's a broke boy, you know, and again, felt, felt that in my soul, Gregory. I, I hear you King. I hear you. Keep your head up. You dropped your crown. <laughs> um, But here it's like, yeah, Gregory, you really don't have any claim to this kind of attitude that you have toward Janine. Like you, you, you don't really have any room to talk here. Cause you left her there. And I'm not saying you should, you know, cheat on your girlfriend but mm-hmm. you're know saying like you you, you have yeah. the option you know what I'm saying, <laughs> so you know you can't really be upset
0: about this kind of uh, thing i i think an attempt was made you know it's those two so it's awkward and they weren't mm. going to actually follow through with it but they thought about it
2: they thought about it and we that's knew. probably that and that's probably where they wanted to leave us right so like the the idea that this could have happened is enough and now it's got to the kids do you I know the episode's over, but do you think this is going to trickle down into the students? Like, what do you think the students are going to hear this podcast and be like, oh, okay, what's going on? Like, are they going to raise their hand in class and be like, so, Miss Teague, what's up with you and Mr. Eddie?
0: Of course they are, because who's going to stop them from producing this podcast? Certainly not Ava. This is exactly the type of content she wants to present, the Ava Coleman Network, and I I can't imagine these two are, you know, they're podcasters. They are us, Chappelle. Like they, Mm -hmm. you are the Clarence to my Raheem. So Mm -hmm. there's no way that they are keeping this to themselves. We love telling other people our business or especially other people's business.
2: My favorite kind of business. It's my uh
0: favorite type of business (laughs) to share with the people.
2: <laughs> it's um I feel like in a in a future episode what I would like to see is like Mr. Eddie walk in and all the kids go ooh <laughs> We used to do that. When I was when I was a student, I remember like, you know, because kids make up stuff and they're like, oh, you know, I I seen such and such and such talking to teachers. I feel like they might be in a relationship or something like that. Yeah. Or like, oh, why is she always coming here? She must like him. Oh, we used to. We were very like disrespectful. (laughs) They come in and say, oh, where are you going? Okay, I see you coming to visit her. Okay, I want more of that. I need that in this season because I think that would make this so much funnier.
0: I know. Well, I mean, this is the beginning of the new year. So we can assume it's like early January when mm-hmm. this is starting. You know, we're going to get a Valentine's Day. Oh, episode, my right? God. Like
2: it's
0: it's <laughs> got to happen. There's just Ooh. no way we aren't
2: getting it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not, how, how did I not even think about that? I mean, you know, it's crazy because we have uh, like. We know Ava's in a relationship, so I'm sure we're going to get some of that. Um, And then we have Janine, who's kind of in a weird love triangle because it's Gregory. There's Maurice, who could definitely come back. There is Amber as well. Um, I think Uh, if we get a Valentine's episode, I think that's what we need, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we are going to get a Valentine's Day episode, and we're going to see some some mess. I don't know if Valentine's Day was like at your school. Or any mm. of your... But it could get quite messy.
2: Yeah. I, not to speculate too much, but I mean... I just think there's so much room here. There's so many couples there's on this lot. show, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, um, so we Jacob know that like... His couple, yeah.
0: Yeah, so like everyone's in a relationship right now. Except for Janine. Who just got out of a relationship. So... Mm. And she may or may not have been talking with Maurice outside the club. But like we know that he had that she was definitely doing that i want to i don't know because like obviously maurice would not be at abbott elementary that day unless they were still talking and i kind of want that to be a thing so that gregory Mm -hmm. can get mad and like not have a reason to be mad because again he's being a stupid man right now so like (laughs) that would be lovely uh, I, there's so many possibilities for this, but I really want to see how this plays out. I love Valentine's day as a perpetually single person. I just love the idea that like, there's so many two for one specials and like, I'm the one, so I get two
2: and yes. also chocolate
0: being on sale. It's just, it's a great time. Like, how can you not love that?
2: My people, you know, um... yes. I just, there's so much speculation we could do about a Valentine's Day episode. And if they don't give it to us, we riot. But I'm sure this this show will have plenty of seasons to come. It's coming eventually. We're going to get it eventually. And it's going to be great. But Gia, that's the episode. That is all. That wraps up season two, episode 11. We are back. We got, you know, 10 more episodes to talk about. It's going to be a blast. And so Gia, what did you think overall as a premiere, mid-season premiere? what you think?
0: I enjoyed it. It's definitely it's it's definitely a mid-season premiere episode. It kind of answers some of the questions that we got from the mid-season finale, but not quite as many. It left some room for some of the continuing storylines. And it it was funny, but it definitely I don't see it being the standout of the second half of season two. But I still really enjoyed it, and I'm really happy that we got some more storylines where Melissa and Jacob were really the center of the staff for these episodes, so I really enjoyed that we got some storylines specifically with the two of them, and I'm very excited to see where the rest of this season go. I am personally ready for more of charter school versus public school. That will continue to be my favorite storyline this season.
2: Hmm, And mm-hmm. we have not gotten into it yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Gia, before we go, what are you up to these days? Tell the listeners where they oh can God. find you. Catch everybody up.
0: Okay, so I am on a little bit of a break because Silent Podcast is I am in the off season for Survivor coverage over there. But I'm not fully off season because we have a little project going on over there. And that is Fiji Forever which is a episode by episode, almost spoiler free recap of one of my favorite seasons of Survivor, which is Survivor Fiji. And if you want to know what that means by almost spoiler free, then, you know, you just have to listen to find out. But it's called Fiji Forever. Take a listen. Give me lots of stars and give us praise and join the Fiji agenda because it is a great season of Survivor and people just don't recognize that yet. And that's on them. Honestly, Chappelle, we hate them for that.
2: Yeah, you know I'm coming to join you on that podcast as soon as yes. you give me a chance. I'm right. I'm we, on the way.
0: We ha- we did book you for a very important episode, but we will not spoil what episode it is. So you're just gonna have to wait and see which episode Chappelle is coming on for. And then also on, what else did I do? Oh yeah, so I was just recently on You Thought You Knew, the RHAP episodes um, with the great Kevin and Nigel, and they are reviewing some of the most underrated or underappreciated Survivor contestants throughout the years. And I, speaking of Fiji, had the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite Survivor players of all time, the very much underappreciated Dreams Herd. And I cannot wait for that episode to come out I'm thinking it's going to come out soon. I'm very excited to see where it goes, but keep an eye out for that. And after Fiji Forever, I will be back on my regular schedule for doing regular Survivor coverage for Survivor 44. So keep an eye out for that. And as always, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at ClassicallyGia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. I posted my first TikTok video ever while mm-hmm. I was slightly inebriated on New Year's Day at one evening. And honestly, it's just giving. It's giving entertainment. It's giving life. It's giving everything you want in eight seconds. So I just recommend following because there will be more in the future. That is true. And there was something else. Oh yeah. And definitely follow the Survivor Diversity campaign on Twitter as well at serve diversity. That's at S U R V Diversity.
2: Sounds good, Gia. Again, follow Gia. I'm telling y'all, y'all are missing out on some quality content here. Uh as far as I go I'm concerned, follow me on Twitter at Chappelles underscore show. I'll tweet out all the links to what I'm talking about these days. As usual, I'm on Rob Has a Podcast talking about Netflix shows. Myself and Rob Sestanino are going to be joined by the great Haley Strong this week to talk about Pressure Cooker, um, the big brother meets top shelf kind of blended thing and so yeah it's gonna be great i haven't watched it yet i think it dropped today and so i'm gonna check it out and then rob and i are gonna t- talk about it by now you should already be kind of hearing it or something like that it should be in your feed coming soon so check that out follow nothing but netflix you know subscribe all that good stuff and leave us some good reviews too because i like all of those uh coming up i'm gonna be on twitch uh i'm not like a streamer or nothing like that but i'm going to join uh grace uh, over on the Rob Has A Podcast Twitch channel to play a game called Ticket to Ride. I asked Grace, I said, Grace, what is this game? And she has not responded yet. So I'm in. I have no clue what we're doing. I'm going to text her again and say, Grace, please, let me know what this is because I still have no clue. So in a couple of weeks, that'll be out. Check that out. It's going to be a fun time. And then also just, you know, again, I'm out here guesting on things. Look for me on Silent Podcasts at various locations, on Posture Recaps at various locations. And of course, if you need to follow me on Twitter to keep up with all that stuff, you know what the tag is, at Chappelle's underscore show. And for myself, Virginia, class is out. Have a good day. Take it easy. Hey, listen, don't follow the rules. You know, it's not It's all, It's all. not always necessary, but the one rule you do have to follow is you have to come back and listen to more Abbott Elementary Coaches here on Posture Recaps. Bye.
1: Plus.